WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM The Impact East Lansing's movie alternative. MSU student-run radio. My name is Brad Brooks, and for the next hour, we're going to be rocking you out impact style, but with movie talk radio. Uh, it's the part of the exposure. Happens uh, every weekday night. We talk about stuff. Uh, we don't rock you with music. We rock you with talk. And it's the Impact Movie Chat, so we're going to rock you out with some talk about movies. Apparently, the word of the day is rock, or rock <laughs> you, or rocking you out. Okay. Uh, let me choose my wonderful panel. They're all wonderful, and they're the panel. Uh, we have Alex Dowd. Alex, how you doing? I'm uh, rocking, Brad. It's good. It's good. <laughs> My right hand man, the Reverend. How you feeling? Fantastic. Are you rocking? Yeah. Exactly. And last but not least, Andy Keist, the Keister. Yes. How you doing? I, I rock out always. You're always to rocking your out. Question. That's what you're gonna get here. You're gonna get a full hour of hard rocking <laughs> movie talk. Okay. <laughs> and that's what we do here on the Impact Movie Chat. And the key to that is you, the listener. We need you to give us a call to help us rock, to keep us rocking, to help us rock in directions we never thought we could rock before. Rock, rock, rock. Okay. That phone number is 432-3893. Phone lines are always open. Give us a call. Let us have your opinion. Uh, if there's any questions, concerns, comments, you want to steer the uh, discussion towards a certain angle, let us know. This is your show, too. You're a shareholder in the Impact Movie Chat Corporation. Not really a corporation. Four, phone lines, once again, 432-3893. Give us a call. And it's a very special one. Because in honor of Harry Potter 3, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which comes out tomorrow um, to your local theater, and it'll be everywhere. Even in Alaska, they have two movie theaters, and Harry <laughs> Potter's at both of them. Uh, we're going to be talking about children's movies. Your favorite children's movies of all time. These are movies geared towards children. Which usually make you, you know, make me want to kill myself. But there are movies for kids that have been made that I think are good movies, right, guys? Oh yeah, exactly. Yes. And there are a few gems out there. We want you to give us a call. Let us know about your favorite children's film. Uh, if you're a parent, it's one of the few times we will yell out to the soccer mom and to the and to the stay-at-home dad who's listening right now. What are what are your kids love? What are the best movies that you think for children? Children's movies. Here on the Impact Movie Chat, once again, phone lines are open, 432-3893, 432-3893. Also, we'll be doing reviews and previews throughout the show, maybe a little bit of news information later on. Uh, let's just go around real quick, and we'll kind of we'll start it off. Uh, movies that are good for kids, or are good kids' movies. Alex. Okay. Um, maybe just one or two. We'll save, save some of the juice for later on. Okay. Uh, I like Pixar stuff a lot, personally. I'm a, right. I'm a big Pixar fan, so um, i go with the two Toy Story movies. Two, story, two Toy Story movies, yeah. Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. Yes. Those are good kids' movies. Yeah. And and they're good family movies because they can be enjoyed by Yeah, I, I, I think adults and children. Children of can all dig ages. These. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Excellent choice, Alex. The Reverend. Yes. Children's movies. Yes. Um, I'll throw in an old one and a new one. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the new one that I like is uh, Jimmy Neutron. Boy I thought, genius. Boy genius. I thought that movie was uh, was pretty cute. I enjoyed it. Um, you know, has some good little lessons for the kiddies and is 
fun for the whole family. I, I like movies where it's not just for kids, you know, and they isolate the older people, which, you know, like Pixar does a good job of yeah. making it entertaining for everyone. And I thought Jimmy Neutron kind of fit into that. Um, older movies, uh, kids, well, I can't speak for all kids, but I love dinosaurs and big monkeys. So I got to go with King Kong, I think is one of my, definitely one of my favorite movies from childhood. I don't know if the kids today are too jaded for it, but (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I I I gotta say, you think, you think so? I think they are. (sighs) That's too bad. Well, maybe the new King Kong will. Peter Jackson's got the answer to that. Reignited (laughs) Peter Jackson King Kong will, will, will rock them. Exactly. The uh, verb of the night. The Excellent. proverbial kids love Peter Jackson, <laughs> to my knowledge. All right, and and uh, any others? Any others for you, Phil? Oh uh, no, that's, a, that's enough two, for now. Two excellent choices. We're gonna we're gonna start you off light, people. Yeah, sure. We're gonna start off the topic. Let you think about it. Give us a call four three two three eighty nine three four three two three eight nine three is the number. Give us a call. We're talking about children's movies and in general family movies, movies that are geared towards children. You know, people under the age of twelve. Uh, but you, you know, you're a parent. You don't want to have to sit through just another Teletubbies marathon. You want to see something good. Hopefully the Harry Potters are in that. So Andy. Yes. Children's movies, a family movie, a children's movie Alrighty. that you thought you think is good. I've got, I've got two actually a little two for they're both. They were both made in the early to mid nineties, which rocked out. And they're both based on books by the same author, Francis Burnett. Uh, I'm speaking of the secret garden from 1993, which was directed by Agnieszka Holland, a Polish director. And that's obviously aimed, I mean, it's sold it to little kids. It's so it's meant to be a children's entertainment, but it's so well made and so well written and photographed and scored and, uh, and all of it that I think uh, adults or teenagers or even young men like, like us would enjoy it. I enjoy it anyway. And there's also, uh, from 95, A Little Princess. Which was directed by Alfonso Cuarón, which is the reason he is directing Harry Potter correct. and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Correct. Which is strange. Uh, those are definitely strange bedfellows. The Harry Potter franchise and Alfonso Cuarón. Wait, you mean he didn't get the job from uh, Itumama? No, I don't think. I don't think uh, Itumama Tambien, uh, which I think we unanimously proclaimed as the best movie of uh, 2002. Right. Uh, during that year, um, that's the best movie of that year, hands down. Little too much sex, little too much drugs, <laughs> little too much of everything, but a brilliant film. But yeah, Little Princess. Yes, that's why he gets the job, and uh, hopefully the new Harry Potter will be good. It uh, starts tomorrow. We'll get to a little bit of review of that in just a little bit. All right, any others for you? Oh, I'll I'll sit here Save thinking, but those are both great. Both great. So. I've got three. I'm gonna throw them out right now. I'm gonna throw my big guns. Right? <laughs> just get it done in case I so I don't forget or someone can trump me. Uh, I got three movies for you, and these are movies uh, that I think are good for kids. Very cool, um, visually stunning. So you know, with the bells and whistles, you know, for that for that ADHD child in your house who can handle teens changing very quickly, but still very good, very wholesome, fun times. One is Mary Poppins. Um, who doesn't love Mary Poppins? Uh, Alex is giving me a weird grin, like he hates Mary Poppins, and that will cause problems. But I think Mary Poppins is great. I I fell in love with, with Julie Andrews at a very young age. Mary Poppins, Dick Van Dyke. Come on. He's yeah. the best. <laughs> Fun, you know, it's just, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. That's the best way to describe Mary Poppins with a word that makes no sense. That's the best way to describe that movie. And it's got everything. Live action, animation, it's got everything. You have to love it. Um, another one that I know I loved as a kid, 
because of visually it was quite stunning at the time. It's from the early eighties. Uh, and for those, you know, for the, for the parent who liked the matrix, um, Tron. Yes. Tron, Tron, Tron is, is Disney production once again. Uh, if you haven't seen Tron, here's my recommendation. (laughs) Watch the matrix. The first one, just hang out. You're watching that. Put Tron in immediately after. And watch where the Wachowski brothers took all their information from. <laughs> Plus nine other different sources right, right, that they stole yeah. everything from. But here's one of the big ones. Tron is the Matrix. And uh, Marvel and Marvel at how much better Tron is than Tron, the Matrix. Yes, yes. <laughs> 17 Tr- years before the Matrix. Tron, and it's visually stunning, great graphics, awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, the last one, the one I got to throw out there, visually stunning, fantastical, The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a child, though... Flying monkeys will scare a child uh, worse than clowns. The Wizard of Oz has everything to it. Uh, music has you know amazing visuals. You know just the story, and just it's a, it's a great fantastical nature that is just to a degree has a twi- childlike quality to it. I think that's a great child film, and there's a lot going on in that film, so an adult can enjoy it too. So, Wizard of Oz, Tron, and Mary Poppins. That's what I grew up on. Man, those are some big guns. Yeah, I'm just doing it. Why save it? Why save the juice? <laughs> Made you all look like fools. All right, you're listening to the Impact Movie Chat uh, here on 89 FM. The Impact East Lansing's movie alternative. Our phone lines are open. We're talking about children movies, movies that are geared towards children that are great movies, that are good movies uh, because they bring the whole family together because they tell an excellent story. So children's movies that are great. That's our topic for the night. Give us a call. Phone lines are always open. Open right now at four three two three eighty nine three four three two three eight nine three. Give us a call. Throughout the entire hour, we're going to be talking about children's movies. And the guys have saved the juice for later on, and they're, they're going to bring it out later on with those. Um, whereas I'll have no choices, because I just came out with the top three, and I'm done. Okay. Let's move into some, uh, let's do some reviews right now. Let's do some reviews. Uh, last week, this is the summer. I guess this is a summer phenomenon that we I guess have seen over the last few years, but we should have uh, recognized it by now. But I'm surprised this year that each week basically has one movie coming out, and that is it. Uh, I was speaking with Reverend and uh, well, Alex and Andy, so I was talking with all the guys last week before the show um, about how basically the, the theaters, the, the distributors, the companies have decided we can't throw all of our movies to go head-to-head against each other in a week. We have to spread it out. The summer is now four months long. We can each take a weekend, each make $150 million guarantee, and we'll be good. Why, why split that up? Why you know put Leak the Weapon 3 against... Some other garbage that came out in '96. But anyway, now it's just one movie a week. We, you know, we had Van Helsing out by itself, Troy out by itself, uh, Shrek out by itself. Finally, last weekend, the day after tomorrow came out, that movie from those pesky Democrats who were making us worry about global warming. Not really, uh, Alex. You were the only person who saw this. Yeah, yeah, I checked it out. All right. So basically, is it a fulfillment of our our destiny? Or is it just uh, another example of Americans uh, wanting to see America get destroyed? Well, the second one. Right. Um, it's uh, it's utterly preposterous, obviously. The idea that global warming is going to cause a new ice age within a week period is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. It um, doesn't hold water. No, it doesn't hold water. And the movie wallows in cliches. I mean, this is, this is a movie where, you know, if, if you've seen it in another disaster movie, you're seeing it here, you know? And there's preposterous things like characters outrunning Frost. Like the Frost is like, <laughs> oh, wow. it's like wait, the wait. slasher that's chasing them, basically. I'm not kidding. Frost? Yes, Frost. 
like Jack Frost and pinch your toes, like. Well, he's not personified, but yes, the frost is chasing you. You see an evil face like the mummy. It's like, (laughs) That would have probably been good if it had done that. Yeah, I'm not making this up. That does happen. Yeah. Wow, I may have to see this movie now just to see that. That's (laughs) the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And there's a scene with wolves that's a Jurassic Park ripoff where they're sort of the velociraptors. I'm saying all this and making wolves it sound... Wolves are like velociraptors? What are you talking <laughs> about? In this movie, they are. That makes it... no sense, Alex. Just see the movie, Brad, and you'll okay, understand. Okay. Um, all that said, I would say this was a lot more fun than I'm making it sound. It, it was. I certainly had more fun in it than I had at Van Helsing or Troy. Um, because at least for the first half, it really does deliver what you want to see. You know, Massive destruction, a lot of cool special effects... Um, some of the stuff in here blows away anything like, like there's a scene in LA actually, uh, with tornadoes that blows away everything in Twister. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, there are some really good effects and it's cheesy, but the movie is, it didn't make me want to run out of the theater. I was, I was pretty entertained through most of it. Um, and I guess after Van Helsing and Troy, both of which I thought were kind of mediocre, well, Van Helsing was horrible. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Troy was watchable. But uh, after those, this was actually kind of pleasantly fun. Okay. So. All right. I had heard the same from my roommate. Uh, he was able to check it out. He mm-hmm. said he enjoyed it. Some of the moments it, it waned. But for overall, it was it's really enjoyable. Goofy. Yeah. An enjoyable summer flick. Yeah. You pay to watch, you know, things get destroyed, you get to see it. Now, do you get to see destruction around the globe, or is it just America? Um, The the, the big... The Ice Age hits, but just in the continental United (laughs) States. No, you do get to see it around the world. Um, The big stuff is saved for the American cities, of Of course. Um, (laughs) Canada is completely decimated, and we see none of that, but... uh, Don't want to give anything away there. But, but, uh, yeah, there is stuff around the world. Giant, like... Basketball-sized hail in Japan, and there, there's some neat scenes. Okay, yeah, just want to check that. So that's the day after tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah, and not it is horrible better. like Van Helsing, not just watchable like Troy, but kind of fun, kind of fun. Hmm. And I will say, I think better than both Independence Day and Godzilla. Well, that's not very. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, previous role in Emmerich for films, the Emmerich fans. Yes, for for the fans of of Roland. Uh, You'll probably enjoy Roland. this, I think. You, you, if, you, if you're down with ID4, that's, <laughs> that's what the kids call it, Independence Day. They ID4. Call it ID4. Yeah. It's, it's hip. Um, and Godzilla, which is just called Godzilla. Um, <laughs> it's not called GZ. GZ. GZ in the house. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a kid anymore. I have no idea what, they, what they're calling things nowadays. Um, so he directed both those. So if you like those, you might like This, this is stuff. along the same lines, a little bit smarter, I would say. Okay. A little bit. It's a little preposterous. A little bit. A little bit better. Using the Robert De Niro word. Okay. We have a caller on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, This is, they told me to say my name. This is Alex from Lansing. (laughs) Alex from Lansing. It's great to have you on. Yeah, I got got some early 80s movies that I just loved as a child. And the first one was, I mean, Never Ending Story. Mm Mm-hmm. Great movie. Uh, Goonies, one of my all-time favorites. Good. Absolutely. And the most underrated Tom Cruise movie, the only movie I like Tom Cruise in, Legend. Oh, you're taking my picks, Alex. (laughs) taking two of them already. by far the coolest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) Those are all good ones. Yeah. Excellent choices, Alex. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for for dropping us the line. Take care. No problem. All right. Alex starts it off. 
Give us a call. Let us know. Legend. Nice job. Excellent choice, Alex. Uh, phone lines are open. 432-3893. 432-3893. That's our number. Give us a call. We're talking about children's movies in honor of Harry Potter 3, which is known as Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit, lit- little bit later on. But we're talking about childhood movies. Movies that are great for children, that adults can enjoy as well. The family film. Even things from your own childhood. Give us a call. 4323 Alex. Um... It's funny that he mentions uh, the Goonies. Actually, I, I don't want to open an ugly can of worms here. Uh-oh, someone doesn't like Goonies. <laughs> I think I think I may be the only person ever born who doesn't like Goonies, but I can't stand Goonies. I didn't like it as a kid. What, what don't you like about Goonies? Why Why didn't you like it as a child? What's and wrong what, with you? And why do you? Yeah. <laughs> and why don't you like it today? I don't know. It's just so dumb and goofy. I don't. I, I, I I'm tell, I'm gonna tell you right now why. <laughs> I'll tell you right now because I have to stop myself from Come laughing. Come hit me, Brett. Only one Corey. If it had the other Corey in it, you'd have been set. I think I, you're right, man. Let me ask you a question. Here's where I find out. How do you feel about License to Drive? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with License to Drive. You know what? That was the end of Alex's. <laughs> license to Drive is the ultimate Corey film. Both Corey Haim and Corey Feldman are in that one. That's I and uh, I should, not, well, not enough. Graham course. is in that too, isn't she? Heather Graham in one of the early yeah, roles. Yeah, yeah so I think so. Right. And Lost Boys. Lost Boys. Lost yeah. Boys is what you should that, use. Yeah, as, as License the, to Drive is good too. Well, I don't, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, Lost Boys is yeah a real has, movie. Is a real movie. <laughs> License to Drive. I will say at least in tone is closer to Goonies yeah. than than Lost Boys. I'm just gonna feel that. So let you know. Okay. So the, maybe not enough Corys for you. They were the original uh, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen back in the day. It was the, the Corys. For, for the, yeah, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. There's a whole generation of people who don't know the Corys. Right. Which is a sad, the sad state of America. <laughs> yeah. That's the way it is. All right. Uh, we have a caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? I'm pretty swell. How about yourself, Brad? Doing great. That's good to hear. And you had some choices for the topic. I was hoping uh, to talk about the impending release of Starship Troopers 2, uh, Starship Troopers 1 being one of my favorite films of all time, and I sort of wanted to tie it in with the fact that I think that Casper Van Diem is kind of a Corey Haim for our era. Oh, so Corey, <laughs> Casper Van Diem is the Corey Haim for our era, so he'll have no career in about two minutes? Uh, that's my impression. I don't know if he has one now. Uh, last report was no. <laughs> well, I know the Reverend yes. loves the original Starship Troopers. And I, I know he does, too. And to be honest, that's part of the reason I called. I was worried about the Starship Troopers 2 being a straight-to-DVD release, but I'm still pretty excited about it. So I thought I'd see if he had any early report on how it was going to be. Well, I will say um, I did see, like, a little bit of it. Not, Already? Not because of, like, I wanted to turn it off, but just I only got a chance to watch some of it. Okay. Uh, it, it's very low budget, but is actually... Somewhat enjoyable for being. It looks it looks pretty for being low budget. Well, I'm glad because I was very worried about that. Obviously, the special effects were a bit of a spine to a, a great story and a mediocre cast last time. So right, uh, but that's that's exciting. I was hoping I could get the early word, maybe save myself the uh, the video to go rental if I didn't want to. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, let's check. Does it have any of the fascist? Does it overtones of of the original? It, it seems well as, it, as a parody, not as right. gay fascism. It, I saw a little bit of that. I mean, I didn't get too far into the film, but it definitely seems pretty similar to the original movie. Excellent. Now, so. is, was the second one written by Ed Newmyer as well? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oh. and, and directed by Phil Tippett, who's like one of the best a special of, effects wizard effects guys in the world. Yeah, it's his directorial debut. So, 
you know, at least the effects will be good. That's that's good. <laughs> well, I, oh, I, I just to let you know, Greg, there also are uh, some uh, made-for-TV, straight-to-DVD, uh, computer-animated Starship Trooper. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's... Do you know where I could get... Not that I'm asking you to call me to action or anything, but do you know where I could get something like that? That's really interesting. Uh, probably at your local video store. Um, <laughs> I do know that the guys all here, Andy, Alex, and Phil, all work at Video to Go, so they could probably... Is if you went right? there, they could probably help you. Well, you know, in my experience, it's a great place, so I'll probably have to check that out. All right. Thanks for giving us a call, Greg. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. Yay, Video to Go. All right. That was... <laughs> And that's only because you work at Video to Go. Correct. You're not recommending people to go there. I am not. But that's okay. Just uh, you know, letting, <laughs> letting people know. That's all. Yes, we have certain <laughs> rules here on the air. Uh, we won't get into those now, folks, because it's about entertainment. It's about rocking you out, right, Alex? Oh yeah, exactly. Certainly. All right. Uh, we have a second caller. Uh, caller on line two. That's what mm-hmm. I'm calling. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Um, well, I uh, well I was calling about Tunes movie, but I saw Starship Troopers too. I uh, lucked out. It came on my cable, so oh. Steve had to pay. <laughs> nice, and nice. I, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of the original too. I had the action figures, even. <laughs> wow, the action figures. Yeah, but uh, it's it's different. You know, there's definitely lower budget. I mean, they even have like different muzzle flashes on the guns, like Adobe Premiere style, and <laughs> uh, they they had to shoot most of it at night, so you can like <laughs> the bugs, you can't really see them. You know. Right. Visual, visual like, effects always look better at night or in the rain. Yeah. yeah. So, but it does still have kind of the uh, whole war thing. But like, they play one guy out to be like a war hero, and the whole like fast thing still kind of a factor. But it leans more towards horror. Okay. Excellent. It's, it's straight, but um, actually, I work at a children's uh, childcare, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I'm a big movie guy, so I always want to get stuff from the watch. But the whole thing is, like, a lot of the 80s movies that were appropriate when we were younger don't hold up now. Like, the rating system has changed, and they, they could sneak in a lot more stuff into right. PG and PG. So, like, you know, like, I wish my kids could watch Ghostbusters because I love Ghostbusters, but there's stuff in there. And, <laughs> you know, the first Ninja Turtles movie, like, I, I, I think that's awesome, but can't let them do that either. So I, I keep them more on the cartoons and... uh they're they're all under Shrek in the newer Disney movies, but I, I've had to put them on game on some older stuff like uh, Sleeping Beauty and everything. A lot of them hadn't seen that. Hmm. I, I I think I think a lot of the young kids aren't getting exposed to like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs oh, and yeah. you know Cinderella. And it was awesome because with Sleeping Beauty, like I think the the villain in it, the girl, the sorceress, is like one of the coolest Disney villains of all time. Yeah, and all the boys in the class thought like, "Oh, that's a girls' movie." But once she came on, it was like, "Oh man, this is crazy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, ooh, but um, no, but excellent. Yeah, I I think for the kids nowadays, older cartoons they just don't get to see them. I don't know why. Don't shove Shrek in their face. They're not commu- computer animated, Brad. No, Come on. And that's and I think that's what kids think that animated films are nowadays. That's exactly. upsetting. And I like the I'm a comic book guy, so nice. All the old uh, '90s X-Men cartoons. They've seen all that. <laughs> They've seen all of Batman stuff. They watched Batman versus or Batman meets Scooby Doo the other week. Nice. So I put them up on all that. Also, I wanted to say I am not a fan of Goonies either. So you are not alone. Yes. Uh, not a yes. fan of Goonies. I'll take License to Drive, uh, Last Resort, uh, Round Trip to Heaven, anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to stick together, man, because there's not too many of us. Yeah. 
Let your voice be heard. I hate Shrek, too, also. Excellent. And that, that's been the funniest thing in the world because I work with little kids. Oh. And they're almost my reason because the whole uh, song montage at the end of the first one, mm-hmm. if one of them starts singing it, they all will. Like, oh. Really loud, so like that's been my main drain on it. And then Shrek, came out, <laughs> I was not even excited. Hey, you, you gotta teach those, you're teaching those kids right. I'm Just fine. say no. Say no to Shrek. Exactly. <laughs> That's what we have to teach this generation. We do. Thanks for giving us a call. No problem, man. Excellent. Have a good one. Call of the night so far. Yep. So can you top that, folks? Doesn't like Goonies. Hates Shrek. So Alex and me, brother <laughs> arms. Yeah. He's got no. people watching Sleeping Beauty. Call of the night. Can you top that? Give us a call. 432-3893. 432-3893. Talking about child's, children's movies. Movies for the whole family. Movies that are geared towards children that are great films, nonetheless. I'm not saying nonetheless, but nonetheless, I hate children. Okay. Um, but yes, I like the idea of issuing the, uh, the, uh, the statement that they have to try to top the last mm-hmm. caller. You have to. 432-3893, Alex. Andy, sorry. Yes. Uh, well, in the meantime, I got two things. Um, I'll just say Sleeping Beauty is the best animation that Disney's ever done, bar none. Uh, and it's, uh, it's one of my two favorite Disney movies. The other one is Pinocchio, which is a great children's movie Good. and entertaining to adults of all ages. Uh, the other thing, Alex, who called in, mentioned legend. And this is a little bit of trivia. Legend could be argued as a uh, you could it could be referred to as the very first video game movie hmm. because the uh, the game, the Japanese game designer, I forget his name, but the one who designed the original Legend of Zelda for regular NES back in 1984-85, based a lot of the imagery in that mo- in that video game on the movie Legend, hmm. which is kind of cool, Excellent. I think. So That is good trivia. Yeah. 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 Well done. Well done, Andy. All right, you'll see the Impact <laughs> Movie Chat here uh, on 89FM, the, the Impact, East Lansing's movie alternative. Full lines are open at 432-3893. We're talking about children's films. Uh, films that are geared towards children that we love too, that you love from your childhood, that are still good today. You think kids be checking them out? Uh, you know, say no to Shrek. Say yes to Tron. That's what. That's what the message of today's. If you're looking for something with computer graphics, Tron. Tron. Better than Shrek. Yeah, I will also. The last caller was talking about how a lot of movies from the '80s you can't really wouldn't really fly today. That is kind of an interesting sort of um, thing. Is that modern movies are supposedly more hip? But yet they're a lot more tame. Like if you yes. you watch you watch kids movies in the eighties, some of those are kind of raw. Or like young adult movies, like, like where like one of the teens is pregnant, right? Or like someone's doing drugs. <laughs> well, yeah, I just well, saw, that doesn't happen today. Yeah, I just saw um, Summer School again recently, and it's like that movie. You you would never do a lot of the stuff in that movie now. I mean, you wouldn't get away with it at all. Oh no, you it's know? got it's got teenagers who are drinking. They have right. they have a, a drinking mo- and driving, drinking and driving, <laughs> not just drinking, yeah. but drinking and driving. They have. Uh, I mean, we don't condone any of that. Right. I, I'm against drinking right. and driving. Um, but they have like you know unwed pregnant mothers in mm-hmm. high school, just just crazy things. And it's like they have that in modern movies, but it's always like in a serious way or like yeah. oh they did something wrong. And this is just like to be funny, yeah. you know? It's, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah. But the '80s were a different time period. Right. Uh, it spawned <laughs> movies such as Arthur. Right. When, uh, it was fun to make, when alcoholism was a funny thing. Right. Yeah. 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 But also the ratings have changed. Yeah. The MPAA has installed the the PG thirteen. Thank you, Temple of Doom, uh, and those are there. So, you know, times are changing, as uh, Bob Dylan once said. All right, we have a caller on the line. 
Uh, caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. Hi. This uh, is Michelle. I'm calling because I was listening to you guys, and I also agree that I do not like the Goonies. But I don't. <laughs> I never watched until maybe like two years ago. I don't know where I was in the '80s, but I you missed you. So you just Goonies is just a new movie to you. Yeah, and I think that's why I didn't think it was all that cool because I had always heard about all the inside jokes, and I had never really understood it. And then I watched it. I'm like, so that's it. Ah, yep. Okay. Yeah, if you're not, well, yeah, if you're not 13 years old, Goonies really doesn't. Yeah. It's good, but so it's it it's good for a thirteen year old. Yeah. Yeah, it loses the charm. Also, another good one that um not animated is Flint and the Navigator. You guys remember that one? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's totally awesome. And then also there's always the Labyrinth and the Dark Crystal, which are also two very good movies. Yep. yep. Yeah. And another one which Corey Feldman and Corey I don't know if Corey Hayman was in it, but I know Corey Feldman was in it, is um Explorers. Did you see that movie? Explorers? Yeah. That was going to be one of mine, yeah. That's, that's Actually, awesome. neither Corey is in that movie. It's Ethan Hawke that's in that film. He, he, right. And it's a very early Ethan Hawke, so he does look like a Corey. And River yeah. Phoenix, I think. Oh, yeah, right, he probably right. was in that movie, but those are some good ones. But, I, yeah, I agree that the whole Shrek and all this. I like the Pixar movies, but they're just not as awesome as the old ones, you know? Yeah. Just, just a lot softer, I guess, but... That happens. Yeah, so that's my two cents on the whole thing. But plus, we had way better cartoons when we were younger too. Because now they've got you know whatever they've got, but we had like Smurfs and all that. Stuff, so we <laughs> were racking it out. Back then. Smurfs was racking it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, those things were awesome. Everybody loved them. The eighties is a period in which cartoons were all done by people drug addicts. Like people on people on smoking too much weed. Who are, yeah. who are Smurfs? Wait, 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 Weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Smurfs is a is some is some junkies flashback, and just like, oh man, they're blue and everywhere. I'm just saying that's what '80s cartoons were like. They still were good, but yeah, still well, scared of us. For crying out loud! So I mean, you can only give them so much credit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I was in Wonder, uh, Wonderland too. All those people were on drugs, I think. But I think that's part of the nostalgia of it, because you know. What else used to reminisce about the '80s other than the fact that everything was pretty silly? Yes, yeah. the '80s. So. If, if you had to label the decade, it's silly, definitely. <laughs> excellent, excellent choices. Thanks for giving us a call. Yeah, thanks. All Bye. right, take care. And we have another caller on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How are you doing? Hey, good. Uh, this is Aaron from beautiful Lansing, Michigan. Yeah, Lansing, capital right. city. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I've, uh, you know, I actually called probably within the past couple months about this movie, but. Boy, Monster Squad is so good, it deserves repeating. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. not only does it have a Cory, and it's got Wolfman, Mummy, Frankenstein, and Dracula, but it's got Frankenstein taking pictures of the girl next door taking off her clothes. Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, try doing that in a movie today. Yeah. Well, Frankenstein taking nude pictures. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's the sad thing about the Frankensteins of today. They don't take nude pictures. Why? Right. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's what, upsetting. What, what do they do, you know? Uh, yeah, I know. You're a Frankenstein. What else you got to do except for take right. nude pictures of the girl next door? Your calendar's not very full, buddy. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Monster well, I mean, Squad. Movie, although i, I got to disagree with the last caller about the Smurfs. Uh-huh. I, I hated the Smurfs back then, and, and seeing them today, it just amazes me how much that show sucked. <laughs> also, one of the most annoying theme songs on a TV show yeah, ever. That's, ever. Yeah. That's, yes. I mean, that probably corrupted a generation right there. <laughs> probably. That's the reason but, That's the reason the 90s are so tame and today's so tame. They're, it's a 
that the Smurfs ruined it. The Smurfs ruined it. <laughs> they went too far. Although if you can, if you compare like your uh, Transformers today, you know how they do it, like computer animated. You mm-hmm. know, compared to your Transformers of old, that was good stuff. Yeah. Like, do you remember the movie How Optimus Prime Died? Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, tell me a cartoon where the main character dies halfway through the movie. The 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 the, the cartoons of today don't have the cojones to do that. No, Negatory <laughs> no. Ghost Rider. That pattern is full. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and honestly, the, the Transformers movie, one of the last jobs. Uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Yeah. That was his last, his oh, last picture. Yeah, that's right. That's a planet-eating robot. Planet-eating robot. That's one of my favorite things to bring up. Orson Welles. Oh. Citizen Kane. His begins. swan song. Swan song. Planet-eating robot and Transformer movie. <laughs> Thank you, Orson Welles. Your legacy has been felt. All right. Thanks for giving us a call. Hey, thank you. Take care. We're talking about uh, childhood movies. Movies for children that are still rock out, that are still good. Um, either movies that you loved as a child or movies that you, you know are showing your children right now. Uh, give us a call, 432-3893. Once again, 432-3893. That is our number. Drop us a line. I uh, I was going to mention, uh, he beat me to it, Transformers. The two animated sh- series from my from my childhood that rocked me out were the Transformers and uh, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Voltron's great. Which was great. It's the uh, the five cats that joined the five lions. One, the right. five lions that joined into one body. Oh, yeah. Makes super robot. God bless the Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say is that that's from them, and that's mm-hmm. brilliant stuff. They can they can pilot giant robots like it's nobody's business. Yes, that's they're all. It's a society. Society built on giant robots. Yeah, and Kurosawa films. That's yeah. that's that's the Japanese, and I love them. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Um, once again, phone lines are open four three two three eight nine three four three two three eight nine three. We got to call our line one. Call. You're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing all right. This is Rick. Rick, how you doing? Good, good. Um, well, first of all, I just wanted to say that uh, I was six years old when the first Star Wars came out, so I was a huge Phil, Phil Tippett fan all my life, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm angry with him because Starship Troopers is one of the, part two, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Oh, so you saw awful. it. Oh, God, it was awful. It's terrible. <laughs> it's got none of the fun or, uh, you know, the first one was kind of dumb, but it was fun. This one has none of that fun no. spirit to it. It's got no... Uh, you know, it's all at night. It's all in one building to hide the low budget, and it's it's uh, it's not an action movie. It's just a gory slasher movie. You know, right? Like the first one was really violent. Probably one of the most violent big budget movies ever made. This one is pretty violent too, but in a more disgusting kind of upsetting way. Just really dreary, <laughs> awful movie. And I'm gonna tell you from your review of it. The yeah. Reverend's gonna love this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, just so, the the no, violent, disgusting no, part sounds and, good. And I, hey, I'm a I'm a big fan of gore too. You know, I <laughs> love like the old Peter Jackson movies, like gory horror. You know, blood and guts is great, but this movie just uh, there's no imagination or fun to it. It's all little bits of other horror movies that they saw. You know, that they figured, hey, that probably didn't cost them a lot of money, so let's do that too. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And it's really not worth it, even for the so bad it's good factor. Uh, not there either. <laughs> all right, that's too bad. Well, thanks for dropping us line, giving us the letting us know. Sure. That it might not be a, might not be worth your time. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. Have a good one, man. Somewhere, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven is rolling in his grave. Wait, wait. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's not dead. Never mind. Uh, okay. <laughs> Starship Troopers two came out uh, on video this week. Uh, some people are very excited for it. Some people are like, I don't care. It is a straight to video production. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that.
It's gonna. I mean, it, you gotta go in knowing it's gonna. It's cheap. It's. It yeah. was made for like a couple million, whereas the first the first one was made for a hundred plus million. You know, it's it's definitely gonna be smaller scale. Definitely. So, um, I think we're doing the uh, the '90s a disservice, at least by saying that. I, I, I guess overall, the '90s and now is a you know a lot tamer than a lot of the stuff kids were being fed in the '80s. 80s does seem a lot more raw, but, you know, if we're talking about Smurfs as, you know, really screwed up kids shows in the 80s, look at Ren and Stimpy in the 90s. How did that show ever get on Nickelodeon? I- I'm watching reruns of it the other night. It's it's on Spike TV now, I think. Yeah. And Well, what did, where, I, see, I wasn't into Ren and Stimpy, so I don't really okay. know much about it. Where did it start? What what cha- what? It's we're usually talking about movies on the show first, Alex. But two, where did it start? Was it on <laughs> as far as I first? know on Nickelodeon, it they played it on MTV later. I yeah. believe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember the uh, original promos for Ren and Stimpy. And it came out the exact same time with Doug and uh, Rugrats. Yeah. Yeah. So and Ren and Stimpy is by far the most grossed out of them but uh oh it's totally disgusting yeah, yeah it's like, more disgusting than Doug and violent and well it's more like it's uh, to me it's like I did watch it when it when it first came on I was a fan it's it's like psychologically disturbing yes it is you know, it is like the, you know the main thing they regularly deal with madness with murder with you know I mean right. it, it is a deeply disturbing show something something and hilarious and hilarious something for all the kids <laughs> You're listening to the Impact Movie Chat here on 89FM, The Impact. Phone lines are open, 4323-893. We're talking about childhood movies. We're talking about movies for children uh, that still are good today. Give us a call, 4323-893. The reason we're talking about that is because the lone movie coming out this week, starting tomorrow, is Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, a third book by J.K. Rowling about that cute British wizard, Harry Potter, um, in which the kids just keep getting older and older. <laughs> And uh, we'll talk about that, whether they need to move on or not. But the third one is directed by Alfonso Cuaron. The name may may be familiar. I'm not expecting everybody to know who he is. But he directed Ichimala Tambien, a movie we think is brilliant. But also Little Princess and Great Expectations from a few years ago. Uh, all the principals are back, um, except for, of course, Richard Harris. He passed away, unfortunately. But Michael Gambone yes. is the mm-hmm. new Dumbledore. Right. And looks the part, looks well from what I've seen in the the previews. Uh, Join the cast, um, uh, Emma Thompson. Gary Oldman plays the uh, titular prisoner of Azkaban. And uh, the uh, David Thewlis. It's uh, my boy. <laughs> who the Reverend loves. And you would have originally cast him as who? Uh, Aragorn. Aragorn. If, if in, in Phil's Lord of the Rings. Step aside, Peter <laughs> Jackson. This is the Reverend's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> David Thewlis is Aragorn Strider. Okay. He's the new uh, Defense of the Dark Arts teacher in this Professor movie. Lupin. Who is? It's a position that's always tenuous. <laughs> it's like there's Which always problems with Which that is position. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of like got a Lewis Sacker feel. Right, uh, right, right. He, he wrote holes and uh, uh, wayside stories from sideways stories from wayside, wayside school. school. Yes, yeah. always mix those up. But the, yeah, a great collection of short stories uh, for the young adults, and uh, they had no thirteenth floor things like that. Right. And uh, the dark, the, the defender of the dark arts position is always a great one. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter is another year older, and of course, time to go back to Hogwarts and uh, adventure, hilarity, romance ensues. Ooh, mm-hmm. maybe. And Perhaps. who better to do this than Alfonso Cuarón, an edgy Mexican director, um, who, if you've seen *Ito Tambien*, you will initially go, "What? 
<laughs> but have you seen Little Princess? Andy, you say... Yes. Yes. I say C to a Little Princess. C, definitely. Um, I think we're all looking forward to this one. I enjoyed the first two. Um, how do you guys feel about the first two movies? And have you read the books? Hey, Alex. No, haven't read the books. Um, not the hugest fan of the movies, to be honest. Um, kind of cute, some of it. Uh, I think they're too long for me, I guess. Like, I, I love it. I do love it that these are two and a half hour movies that are keeping kids spellbound, which is really tough today. You know, like I think a lot of kids' attention spans are pretty low. And the fact that they can make movies this long that kids will, you know, watch for two and a half hours and not get bored. I think that's fantastic. But, um, I myself find that that last hour drags a little bit in both films. Um, and I don't know if that's just a product of the fact that they're long or because the last hour is not quite as magical as, as the first, as, as the first two hours or the first hour and a half of each film. All right. I don't know, but I'm okay with them. And I definitely, I definitely would like to see what, uh, Alfonso is going to do with this yeah. series. I would think I think the the problem the problem that it wanes in the last hour is most likely due to Christopher Columbus, or sorry, just Chris Columbus, not the explorer who founded America, <laughs> right. found America, but uh, could be could, could be. be could be the same person. Uh, <laughs> yes, I think that's the major problem. Yeah. Try to be too strict with the books. From the reviews I've read so far, uh, the last hour and a half is very good. Yeah. So this is for you. I just I, I feel like Parone said I'm making this movie for Alex Dowd. <laughs> that last hour and a half is going to rock him out. Great, glad to hear it. <laughs> Good, Reverend. Yeah, I actually think uh, the problem with the last hour is straight from the books T- to me. Like, because I just think like J.K. Rowling's her strong suit is um, all the descriptions and like the cute little things, like every flavor beans and like weird little. Things about the school. The I way the her, world is yeah. put cobbled together. Her, her, her used feel. Yeah, her weakness is her the actual plot. <laughs> I mean, I think the plots are, are dumb. And, and I'll I'll give it, you know, some leeway because it's children's books, but they are like Scooby Doo plots where it's like, yeah, this doesn't really make any sense. Why are they doing this? You know? Yeah, I I think you're really like on the money about that because I think the parts the the parts in the Harry Potter movies that interest me the most are just sort of like the downtime where mm-hmm. you're seeing what the school's like, you know, just the little details where it, it, it's when the it's when the plot sort of lumbers into motion when we get all these chambers of secrets and the stones the and the, stone. the sorcerers. Who's this prisoner of Azkaban? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's when I start to lose a little bit of interest, you know. Yeah. Okay. I, and I do. I will say. Um, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I liked, I did like the previous two movies, and I've read the first three books. So I've read uh, through this one, um, and uh, they they get better. You know, I think each one, each one I've read is better than the last. And um, yeah, as soon as I heard that Alfonso Cuarón was going to direct it, I've been really excited about it because I was, I and am a huge fan of Little Princess and Itu Mama, obviously, but. The reason it's going to be good is because Little Princess is awesome, and that's a great children's film. I don't think um, – I mean, I think it's going to be a little between. I don't think it's they're just like, all right, Alfonso, do whatever you want. But at the same time, I think he will bring his own style to it. It'll still seem like a Harry Potter movie. And, you know, as much as I usually hate Chris Columbus, I actually thought the direction was pretty good in the last two movies, or at least adequate. You know, it uh, a lot of a lot of the sets and photography and special effects were really cool. Mostly in the second film, I thought the effects were much better in that much, movie. Much better. 
Um, so yeah, really looking forward All to right. it. All right, Andy. Uh, well, I I feel what everyone is saying, and and I agree wholeheartedly um i've read the first two books and i am a fan and eventually i'll get through all of them and uh, i did like the first two films and i'm looking forward to this one very much uh quaron's got a great visual sensibility to him and uh as have a lot of directors who've come out of that part of the world in recent years and uh as you read through the books and as you go through the movies there's a there's a darkness to the character of Harry Potter that's slowly revealed you know, very, very slowly and gradually. And I'm hoping we'll see more of that here, which will give this one a little bit more depth, I think. So. Yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a fan of the books as well. I, I agree with the Reverend. They do get better as they go along. I think the, the third, I've only read up to the Prisoner Azkaban, third one. It's the best one, I think. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the first two movies. bit long. I think they waned. I, I think, to, to a degree, I think you're correct. They are kind of the Reverend. They're kind of Scooby Dooish. The the beautiful things are, you know, what Diagon Alley is. You know, like going through the different parts of this world that you know exist, but the the you know the the regular people, the rest of us, don't check out and we can't see. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the beautiful parts of the books. The plot is a little, you know, it's do- it does lumber along. I agree with you completely. I mean, just the fact that th- within the first week that these kids come to school, there's a mystery, right? And they don't solve it until like the week before finals, right? It's <laughs> it just it stretches out a little too much, but. I have I have high hopes for this one. I don't think Quaron's going to break the mold, but I think it's going to be a very entertaining film. And according to the critics, the most enjoyable Potter so far. Yeah. So that starts tomorrow. We have a couple callers on the line. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. You're on the Impact Movie Chat. Person breathing heavily. Hello. <laughs> you're on the Impact Movie Chat. Oh. Uh, just want to talk about the big three children's movies of all time. Okay. I gotta say, it's home, or at least from my childhood. I'm 21 years old. These were the big three when I was a kid. Home Alone, Mighty Ducks, and, uh, oh God, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. All, now, three, of, all three of which had incredibly subpar sequels. <laughs> and then true. all three of which, I think, yeah, all three of which had just disgusting uh, trilogy makers. Hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you seen these recently? Uh, it's been it's been a few years, but I mean, since I've been old enough to look back and appreciate on them, I've seen them. Okay, I was just wondering because because Home Alone, Home Alone's not bad, Teenage Mutant Turtles not bad, but Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, but you gotta understand, I was an eight year old boy whose world was hockey. Okay. Oh, okay. It's like they made a movie oh, for God. you. My my hockey team. Oh. You have no idea how many times we went and saw that movie. <laughs> but in retrospect, yes, none of those kids know how to skate at all. <laughs> it's, like, really stupid looking. But, uh, but like, I mean, Mighty or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with uh, Casey Jones, he was the man. <laughs> and uh, Home Alone, uh, what's his name? The, the You know, the, the, the Bert, Dane DeVito and, and uh, Stern, is that? Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. <laughs> He's hilarious. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. That Danny DeVito. No, that would have been a different movie. I would have liked if Danny DeVito had been in that one. Yeah. I say Danny DeVito. That's uh, all right. No big deal. Joe, Joe Pesci. Right? No, good good villains. And it still weirds me out today that Daniel Stern is the voice of Kevin in Wonder Years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. Yeah. Right. I just rocked your world, didn't I, Alex? You did. Yes. Wow. There you go, Daniel Stern. Excellent call. Thanks for dropping us the line. No problem. Take it easy, guys. Take care, Alex. Whew. You, yeah. you probably wondered all your you life. You just like sucker punched me with that. Yeah. Like, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Is grown up 
Fred Savage. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then he topped it by making Bushwhacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then Joe Pesci topped him by buying a horse and naming it Joe Pesci. <laughs> As only Joe Pesci could. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. We have another caller on the line. Call it on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? How's it going, guys? We're doing great. I uh, called in a little bit earlier about uh, not like your Shrek and all that good stuff, but... Uh, I was just sitting here listening to it, and I thought of another movie that just, like, defied my childhood. Okay. Uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, with uh, Dolph Lundgren, because, I mean, that was the first movie, I think, really, where we saw the uh, 80s comic book character brought to life, you know? Mm-hmm. And Nothing. it was like, wait a minute, he's coming from Eternia to our world? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no- like, Nothing better than live action He Man. Yeah. Which I believe Courtney Cox is in. Yeah, yes. the first yes. thing besides Bruce Springsteen's video. Yes. And, and the funniest thing about this little tidbit, uh, at the end of it, it ends off with you think Skeletor is dead, but if you watch after the credits, he was thrown into a big pit and his hand comes up like he's still alive. Uh oh. And they wrote a sequel. But the sequel was written rewritten so many times that it turned out being the movie Cyborg. With John Claude Van Damme. Right. Yeah, I remember. Wow. That. Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty weird, but that, uh, wow. That's an interesting. That's tidbit. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a big one I like, and also uh, Home Alone. We actually we ran out of movies every day, and we had the kids watch that. But I picked up on something like I've, I've always thought that was a good movie, you know, like it's it's entertaining, but it doesn't make sense anymore to me because. If Kevin made such a big mess and like like she was really mad at him, that next morning he would have been the first kid that the parents would have checked on, you know? Like you learn your lesson and everything, but they right. completely forget about him until they're on the plane, like halfway there, like, ah, I guess there was no need to talk to him again, you know? <laughs> like worst parents in the world, you know. Like, <laughs> you only so yeah. that, that's the only part of that movie that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of that movie is, is crystal clear. It's airtight. Yeah. Completely. No suspension of disbelief needed for Home Alone. <laughs> well, yeah, it was just the whole, you know, you watch it when you're younger, you can put two and two together, but it's kind of like, man. Yeah. That and, uh, I don't know. Uh, I was, I'm impressed with Hook. I like Hook also. Oh, okay. Um, that's a good <laughs> one. Hook, uh, Hook's got some fans, which uh, I could. I don't know. That's not my bag. But mm, no, I, mean, I like fans. Spielberg, and I don't you're, like You're Hook, talking to but... a couple of haters, but that's all right. You know, the cool thing about Hook to me was, I don't know, I liked, uh, who was it, uh, who played it? Captain Hook? Uh, Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Which, uh, let's before we get into it, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman is Captain Hook. Oh, come on. That's, that's, not, that's not good casting. <laughs> that's not a good idea on paper, let alone on film. But the rest of your choices are excellent. Thank you. Thank well, you. I, I'm allowed one bad one. Well, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Everyone's got the skeleton in their closet, and that's that excellent choice. Let's face it, Master of the Universe, you continue to be caller of the night. Thank you. Putting everyone in their place. Thanks for dropping us the line. No problem, man. All right. A little bit of time left. Phone lines are open, 432-3893. We're talking about childhood movies. Uh, I just wanted to bring up something about Harry Potter, actually, again. We, we oh, kind of had some college. Right? <laughs> um, well, actually, it's just something about um, about Warner Brothers. They put out Harry Potter, correct? Yes, yes. Right? Yeah. Um, what, I, I don't know if I entirely understand what they're thinking putting this movie in the summer. I mean, summer movies are successful, usually, but Harry Potter, the first two, did so amazingly well Why mess with around it? Christmas. Why bring it back to summer where there's a big movie opening every week and where it's probably not going to get past week three 
still doing amazingly. Yeah. The, the reasoning behind that is a little thing I like to call it the Matrix. The Matrix ruined everything. <laughs> and here's what it is. Warner Brothers said, hey, that first Matrix movie rocked. Let's make sequels. And the Wachowski brothers are like, yeah, we, we'll just drum up something. I don't, <laughs> we'll throw something on screen. So what they did was they the big movie for last summer for Warner's, because let's face it, every studio can only really afford like one you know, $500 million movie yeah. a year. That was last summer's. But it was a two-parter. It was so large. So they had to bring it back into the, the Christmas. They didn't want to kill the, the idea of the Potter business at that mm-hmm. same time. So they pushed Harry Potter back. Okay. You know, delayed the shooting. And now Warner Brothers is without a you know, summer movie. And then you've got, you know, what was it? They put it at two full years since the last Harry Potter movie. They said, no, we'll just put it out in the summer. That's, mm. It's all about scheduling for Warner Brothers. I guess that I makes kinda, sense. I do agree but... with you. But they wanted to strike while the iron was hot. One yeah. every year. Get on with that Lord of the Rings idea. But I do think they'd make they more money if they, if they pushed it around Thanksgiving. And, but I understand the reasoning, definitely. Yeah. I, we'll see. I, it's still going to easily climb over three hundred million dollars. It's still going to do probably, well, you know. Yeah. So. All right. You listen to the Impact Movie Chat. Phone lines open four three two three eight nine three. We got a caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. Hi. Um, I don't like little kids movies and Harry Potter and things like that. You called during the right show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, I hope it fails at the box office. I know my roommate's going to see it tonight, but he's pretty much a fag. So. Hey, and that was nice talking to you. <laughs> Using that kind of language on the air. Yeah, that's that's an. We don't kind of, we don't condone that here on the Impact Movie Chat. Uh, phone lines are open at four three two three eighty nine three. We're talking about childhood movies, so if you don't like childhood movies, why don't you keep that to yourself? Thank you. <laughs> um, and Harry uh, Potter will be a success, by the way. Yes, the movie's going to make a bundle. And there's nothing we can do about it, Alex. No, we can't. We can't lay in front of that train and stop it. No, we can't. Harry Potter is going to make three hundred million dollars. Will it make as much in the summer as it would in November? That remains to be seen. We'll never know now. And there are worse things to make that much money. Actually, you know, yeah. I mean, like although Shrek, I don't, uh, Troy, Van Helsing, <laughs> yeah, Shrek yeah. is up to two hundred sixty million dollars, and I'm sick to my stomach. Okay? <laughs> is it really up you, that high already? It's up to two hundred sixty million dollars. Uh, yeah, hey, I, 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 I applaud them yeah. because yeah. it's the kind of thing that keeps DreamWorks afloat for the most part. <laughs> Uh, Spielberg, and um, but it's it's all right. There there are other movies you can hate. I just don't like Shrek. But we did a whole show about that. That's okay. Yeah. But Van Helsing <laughs> is barely going to break even. Probably good. Troy slowly may break even. Mm-hmm. This is domestic. Overseas, they've already made their money back. But uh, Shrek will do very well here. Uh, but yeah, Troy and Van Helsing will not be big successes. Yeah. So uh, you listen to Impact Movie Chat. We're almost out of time. I believe we have one color on the line. No, we don't. Four three two three nine three. Time for one more caller before we wrap this up. Any other children's films that you guys love? I don't know. We've we kind of touched on it, but I'll just reiterate uh, the Never Ending Story by Wolfgang Peterson. Also, we were talking about how you can get away with a lot more with kids' movies in the eighties. That movie gets away with a lot. I mean, you wouldn't be able to make that today, certainly. Um, I personally love uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I, I loved that as a kid. And I think I sort of recently, in the last couple of years, rediscovered it, and I, I love it anew. I think you so know, all I mean, over again. well, it's got stuff that I didn't even notice when I was a, when I was a kid. You know, like I mean, like the film noirish elements, you know, that you don't notice. So I, I think that's a great choice well, for that's one. A little, that, that's a little something for adults. Yeah, exactly. That's what makes a you great know? family film. You know, something for the kids to make them entertain. Yep. But the little things that kids aren't going to understand that adults can. Yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't affect the movies. Uh, I loved this is a movie I'm going to use. 
Love's a strong word. I loved Monsters, Inc. I'm talking about Pixar. Okay. Oh, they're mm-hmm. great. I love the first two, two Toy Stories movies. Mm-hmm. But I thought, I, I finally saw Monsters, Inc. I didn't want to check it out. Incredibly cute. Yeah, very and cute. I, I just, I can see why kids love it, mm-hmm. you know, so much. All right, one last caller. Caller, you're on the Impact Movie Chat. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I was calling in kind of late, just tuning in, but uh, I had to give a shout-out for Goonies because that's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yay. And, uh, I know you guys mentioned some of my other favorites, and you are talking about the never-ending story, but um, there was another movie that came out kind of when we were kids. It's not exactly a kid's movie, but Legend. Do you guys remember Legend? With, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, and so I just had to, you know, say that was kind of like Never Ending Story. It had that whole, like, magical thing, theme to it, so. All right. Excellent but, choices. Thanks for giving us a call. All righty. All right. You want to stick around just a little bit. The uh, basement's going to kick off. It's the best in local music. I love local music. Alex, you love local music? Sure. I need more excitement for me. <laughs> that. Yes. Oh, local music is great. We have an entire show dedicated just to that. It's two hours long. It's the basement. It kicks off at 8. You'll want to check around, stick around for that. Tommy and Mendo are going to rock you out local music style just a little bit. Plus, I want to remind you, we have a message board on the Impact website. Uh, the Impact website is brilliant. It's a great website. It's at impact89fm.org. Once again, impact89fm.org. If you look around, there's uh, forums for everything. Uh, basically, all the special shows, all the exposure shows have their own message board. The Impact Movie Chat has their own. So if, if you haven't been able to get on the air... Uh, to express your opinion about something, go on there. Uh, we have tons of lists and different ideas. Open up your own topic. Start her up. Maybe we'll pick a, an idea for a show from that. Probably. All <laughs> right. Uh, any last things, guys, before we wrap it up? Mm. Uh, Godzilla. Monsters. Stuff with monsters. I loved it. Stuff with as monsters when you were younger? Yeah. I got to tell you. Well done. And, and as, if you're a, an, you know, an avid listener of the show, if you've been listening since, the, uh, since it began, I love Star Wars. Yeah. Which means I, I also love Raiders of the Lost Ark and... Indiana Jones. So the Indiana Jones movies were actually great movies for me when I was a kid. Though maybe not, you know, probably a little violent. But the Star <laughs> Wars films, the first movie I ever saw, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is a children's movie. Uh, <laughs> to the extent where George Lucas kind of ruined the original trilogy by throwing in a kid's movie at the end. Uh, Star Wars and Empire are both, you know, they can work for all the family, children of all ages. But Ewoks are for little kids. Still they better also, than episode one I'll let you know. I'll let you know. But they also represent the Viet Cong. So, <laughs> Return of the Jedi, great movie. I think that wraps it up. Okay, for Alex, the Reverend Andy, our uh, wonderful engineer Jeremy, I'm Brad Brooks. Stick around. The basement's up next. And remember, we'll be on next week. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact.